0: Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Connell. Danny
1: Back to throw down, and tight
0: end. And Raja Bell. Bell has
2: 22 for Rajah. Saw the future of football right before
3: your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me.
2: What is going on? Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Connell and Rajah Bell. Thanks for joining us. we got a big show lined up for you. A big-time interview. This might be our biggest guest yet. Justice well, Winslow. Literally. Up. Yeah, literally, yeah. like and figuratively. Yeah, okay. yeah both ways. <laughs> Justice Winslow from the Miami Heat, formerly of Duke, uh coming on, might talk a little trash to Hannah as Cuse is playing Duke uh this week. But uh should be fun. Looking forward to talking to him. We're going to do some like it, love it, or hate it. Uh And some Sweet 16 talk as well. But let's start with the NBA because the Blazers were all of a sudden looking pretty good. A lot of people were talking about them. They had a 13-game win streak. But it came to a screeching halt against the Houston Rockets. Uh, who knocked them off with a 115-111 victory. Your thoughts?
3: Um, there was like a playoff game for, for, I mean, I only lasted through like a quarter and a half. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> it was late. I don't know. <laughs> I was only, like, there's no way you was. I couldn't late. make the whole game, but it had a playoff feel. Um, I think the Blazers are for real. The problem for the Blazers, um, and it's it's not a huge problem. I mean, they're very they're very, very good and very capable. But if they don't get... Good games from both Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum offensively. They're going to fall short of being able to beat the cream of the crop in the NBA. They're still really good, and and the other pieces around like Nurk- Nurkic is is really good, and you know um, Alfaruk Alfred, Amino had a great game, and their are pieces there, but they really need their breadwinners when you're talking about beating Houston. And Golden State, and I would even put like Toronto up in that category. When when they have to beat those type of teams, neither Damian Lillard nor CJ McCollum can have an off night, and that's that's a tough ask in a playoff series in a seven game series.
2: This game to me felt like, hey, hey Blazers, that was a cute run, but you're not in the elite status. Like right. you're not a team <laughs> like it was. Like all right, it was nice. Like I congrats, agree. but they're not really a contender. I think we're all. All of NBA fans are looking for a team that can knock off the Warriors. I don't think the Blazers were in that category. I do think the Rockets are, but the one thing I got, you were on this early. I thought, I never want to say it's a lock, but James Harden for MVP after 42 points in that game on that type of stage again continues to dominate. It's a lock. Just give him the trophy.
3: Oh, he's, it's he's already disgusting. done. Like, oh, it makes me mad. Like it, <laughs> it does. So what would be your mindset? If I, have you were no facing him I have no idea. I have no idea. And I've thought about this at length. Like what would you do? And I ha- I don't have really? the answer. I yeah I really have because <laughs> you know I, the game has like has devolved the word. Yeah, it is yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Like it has. They've stripped it of almost all of all of the offensive nuance, and it's either ISO or pick and roll. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's high pick and roll or ISO. That's what they've turned this into, and it frustrates me because like first of all. um, I wasn't a guy who could do either one of those very well. <laughs> so like, it really bothers me. Like I had to stand in the corner and wait for Steve Nash to facilitate. But like as a defender, like it's a really lonely place to be in because you can't rely on a whole lot. You've got, it's you and him and you, you may or may not have somebody behind you that can help you with the rim. Like a lot of times, some of my defensive teammates weren't as tuned in as I was. So that one-on-one can be a very scary prospect. And I don't know what I would do to him. Um It, it I just don't know. I don't have the answer.
2: Do you think, uh, like, because there's been a talk about how some of the players from this, so a lot of the conversation came because Steph Curry, when he was playing, a lot of players who played in the 90s were like, "Well, if the hand check rule was around, he wouldn't go off the way he does now." Do you think it makes that much a big that, is that much of a difference?
3: I do. Yeah, I'm, I, you can't be very physical with these guys out there in space. Uh, they may let you get away with a little bit more when the back is to the basket and you're allowed the bent the bent forearm and. And there's a little more, but you really can't touch anybody if they're faced up to the basket. Um, especially in the, when I'm talking about high pick and roll, where, you know, to the eye, to a referee's eye, there's nothing going on around that play. It's the defender. Uh, it's, or the two defenders and the two offensive players. It's a clear line of sight. You know, anytime you extend an arm to put it on his hip to maybe gain a, a fraction of an advantage, it's very visible to the referees. It's an impossible situation for the defenders. And James Harden has mastered, um, creating awkward contact that to an official, he's, he's put in a position where he's got to figure out what just happened there. And usually he gets the benefit of the doubt. I'm not saying that they're not fouls, but he's mastered the art of creating the contact and the foul um, in ways that officials are still trying to... Like I think you'll see officials go back to the drawing board, and I would imagine almost every summer for the last two summers, James Harden has been a big topic of conversation for officials and how they're going to officiate him, especially as it pertains to some of those extension of the arm, kind of wrap the defender up and shoot or come off that screen and roll, stop, throw it at the rim type of plays. Uh, And you see them come back. In the in the in the fall and try to correct some of it, but I know it all revolves around James because it's impossible to to guard and officiate.
2: Yeah, no doubt. It's gonna be fun to watch him play against the Warriors. they're gonna play in the Western Conference Finals. It's just a matter of who's gonna represent them in the finals. Uh, let's move to Cleveland. Did you guys hear about the disease in Cleveland? Debo, did you hear about this? Uh-huh. LeBronitis. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I think it's LeBronitis because <laughs> you had Kevin Love, who had the panic attack, <laughs> came down <laughs> said he had to leave games. Now you have Ty Lu. Who, who knows what this illness is? It's something yeah. that's been plaguing him. He's missed, uh, three different games this season. He's missed part of, uh, it, last week he came out and missed a whole second half. Then he goes and says, you know what? I'm going to take care of this. Now, all joking aside, we want Tylu to get healthy. Sure. Like mm-hmm. it seems like he has, it's a more serious health issue. Uh, he said he wants, he told Rachel Nichols he wants to come back within a week. I don't think it matters at all. Like I, 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 I don't think it matters who coaches the Cavs.
3: Uh, I could see where so you would tough. I could see where you would believe that I, no, I i could
2: is that the way of saying you're an ignorant no <laughs> no no no, no 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 because about. It's okay uh, i i do, do I know
3: I don't think that his absence will have the same type of effect that some head coach's absence might have uh because of LeBron and because of um the age of some of that roster those guys have been together and kind of done some of that stuff now um
1: isn't it too early uh, to tell uh, if it uh, really matters well like
3: like um.
2: I've seen it happen before. Like they won a championship last time. They fired their coach midway through the season. Yeah, that whole coaching
3: that coaching staff's been together for four years now. Coach right. Drew is 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 has been a head coach in the league maybe twice. I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think he's been a two-time head coach in the NBA. Hawks and, and Bucks. Yeah, it's not like that's going to be something new for him. And he sat in every single meeting Ty Lewis had there. He was on the staff, the original staff when I was there before Ty was the head coach. So they're not going to miss many beats. Plus, I think Ty will still have. Um, some sort of communication going on there. Um, I, I hope Tyler, uh, like whatever is going on. And this is one of those things with, like I say, like kind of go with your gut. Cause I looked at him earlier this season and I said, man, he's starting to look like, like the, like the stress and the the pressure is getting to him health wise. I really did. I never, I mean, I didn't, I didn't say it out loud, but I thought to myself, man, the bags under his eyes are getting deeper. He's starting to look a little older. And Tyloo's a good dude, so I hope, you know, for his sake and his family's sake, that his health is okay. I don't think that they'll miss many beats. I think this is up to LeBron and Kevin Love, um, how quickly they can reintegrate Kevin Love into that um, and whether they can defend. And it's as simple as that because offensively, LeBron is doing his thing at a level we haven't seen. But if I'm watching those games and I have been watching them, you know, and I've been talking about them defensively, not having rim protection and so on and so forth, they LeBron... Has not been doing a fantastic job defensively. And now on the ball, maybe, but this is what I started noticing with Kobe kind of later in his career. Like if he was on the ball or if there was a steal to be had, he was fully engaged and he was, you know, balls to the wall, if you will, doing what he did, but off the ball, they didn't have the same sense of urgency and typically help defense in the NBA is, is, like as critical as on the ball defense. And I see him specifically and the rest of that team, maybe because of that, I don't want to hang it all on LeBron, but there is a lack of, of attention, uh, to detail paid on the off the ball defense. And they're only going to be as good as that is in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. They got, uh, the defensive side of the ball definitely an issue for them. I don't, I don't think fans realize how much coaches grind. Like, I think I think people oh. think the job is pretty easy, you know. Like, hey, you know, they just kind of manage practice, go out there in the games. It, it those guys grind. They don't get much sleep. There is a ton of stress on them. They do have their. They know their jobs are on the line. There is a lot of managing egos, but there's so much that happens behind the scenes that people don't see. Uh, That I think it's a huge. Like I think you're. Have you seen Urban Meyer step down with health issues? Yeah. We. Well, I mean, even Steve Kerr. Like my back is messed up right now. And I think some of it has to do with like stress related stuff. Like I got kids, I'm running after sure. them. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Steve Kerr, some of his back issues, yes, all physical, it was nasty, but I, I guarantee you some of it has to do with the lifestyle, like being, putting in those hours, getting the lack of sleep. The, and he talked about it. He yeah. said that Tylu needs sleep and coaches need more sleep. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, if Tylu comes back at all. I, I wonder if he comes back. Because he said he wants to take a week, but if it is stress-related, the stress isn't going to go away. Not a week. It's only going to get worse right. as you get closer to the playoffs and you start getting down the stretch. So, I don't know, all the best for him. Hopefully takes some time off and gets that much-needed rest and comes back. All right, let's do it. Time for one of my favorite segments. Like it, love it, hate it. All right, first up, Trey Young and Mo Bamba from Texas declare, uh, Trey Young from Oklahoma, of course, declare for the NBA draft. Like love it.
1: it. Uh, like
3: it, like love it. It, love
0: it,
1: love it, or it, hate it.
3: it? Go ahead, Hannah. You can say it for yeah. both of us.
1: I was just saying I love it because from a fan's perspective, like I want to see these guys. Unless you're an Oklahoma fan or oh, a college right. basketball fan. But I'm, it. Not. Not
3: I'm not. Exactly. So
1: I'm not worried about it. I mean, like I would like to see them play some more college ball because that's always really fun. But also, like – I like the big storylines. I like this. Like yeah. I, I want them to shake things up a little bit.
3: Stick to your guns. They need to both bounce. Good for them. There's not another second of college basketball in their future um, <laughs> that would help their stock. There, it's that just the fact they need to leave now. Um, you started to see Trey Young towards the end of the season. People were starting to find some cracks in his game. Um, you don't like that's the old Grayson Allen. Whoever you can name any kid who stayed a, a second too long on a college campus and kind of their stock. Their stock fell because of it. Go now. um, Get yourself in a system. Use that player development at the NBA level to get your game where it ultimately needs to go. College ball is not doing that for you.
2: I think, along with Charles Barkley who said this, I think he could use another year of college basketball. But from a business decision, you got to go. Like It's not – go get – you're going to develop your game at the next level too. So might as well go make millions. I
3: I disagree with Chuck Like in that –
2: I think his point was physically. Like, he used to bulk up, and the only thing he's going to do that is age.
3: But so do sophomores. Yeah. Like, so do juniors that come out. Like, yeah, he's going to be one year closer to being, but he's still not going to be ready for the NBA with another year of of college basketball. He's still going to be a tiny 6'2". Like, you're not really ready for the NBA until you're like 24 years old. Like, that's when guys physically start to really fill their bodies out and stuff like that. So, his game would, would essentially come back to Oklahoma and be the exact same thing he's doing right now. Yeah. Because Lon Kruger clearly <laughs> didn't control that situation and he had the pieces around him. So I, I, I think you and Charles are both wrong.
2: <laughs> well, We'll get to ask the player who was a guy like that. It was Justin true, Winslow. And true, you true. said 24 is when you were ready for the NBA. He's yeah. still, he hasn't turned 22 yet. He's got that birthday he's still, coming up. He's still a baby. So we'll be able to ask him about uh, it. All right. Next up. Like it, love it, hate it. Penny Hardaway. Hired as the brand-new coach at Memphis. Tubby Smith was fired. They make a move to the former star from that school. Like it, love it, or hate it?
1: Love
0: it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> love it. Yes. Well you go, it. go
3: again, please. Take the stage. No, I, 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 I love it. Um, You know, Dan D'Antoni came on the other day, and I asked him what he needed to do to that program when he took it over. and. What stuck out to me is what I kind of say about the FIU job here. People ask me what I would do if I got the FIU job, and he said it. He said he needed to make it be more reflective of West Virginia, right? He needed to make his team look and feel more like the state of West Virginia, and I say that about FIU. You have to recruit home, and Penny, you know, he's got Team Penny out of out – of, um. You know, they used to be, what are they, the Bluff City All-Stars out of, out of Memphis there. He won a state title with, with Memphis East. And he's got kids like Alex Lomax, who was committed to Wichita State. He decommitted, uh, four-star guard talking about coming home and staying playing for Penny. you got the 2019 number one player in the country, Alex Lomax, played for Penny in his program, probably going to come to Memphis. Chandler Lawson, the number 26 player in the class of 2019, two brothers that go to Kansas, now talking about possibly staying and playing for Memphis. All of those are local kids, and I haven't even touched on the fact that Penny Hardaway is – the best player, in my opinion, to ever come out of Memphis. He's mm-hmm. the face of Memphis basketball. Mm-hmm. I love it.
2: I, I just hate want
1: it. him to have a good story. Hate yeah. it. You I really hate, it. hate it? I hate Why? it. Why?
2: Tubby Smith was 19 and 13 and mm-hmm. 21 and 13. Like mm-hmm. he was doing a pretty good job at Memphis. And I felt, I, and I interviewed Penny Hardaway when I was at ESPN uh, doing the radio show yeah. there. He's wanted this job and has been undermining Tubby Smith to some extent for a couple years now. So I that's the reason I don't like it. Okay. The other thing is I wonder how qualified he is. Like there are a lot of coaches like Danzio Tony who's out there grinding, sure. working their way up through the ranks. Now, if you got hired at FIU, I would say, all right, I know you, I respect <laughs> right, you, like, I would respect but, the but work. No. <laughs> I,
0: exactly. I understand but, what you're
2: saying, but that's my thing. Like it's a totally different game than coaching AAU basketball and coaching high school basketball players. Tubby Smith had pro- now. It was the perfect storm because Tubby Smith, just before he was fired, talked about younger players and they don't they don't stick it out. What does it say about transfers, the transfers though? That he that he had six players leave the program. I think six that of a, his top eight. I think that yeah. has a. I think that speaks. That's why this happened. I think it was the perfect storm. I, I think that's why it well, was the time to do it. So I don't. I, I hate the way it went down. Like I don't. I don't have any against Penny Hardaway. I'll be rooting for him. Like I think it. I think it'll go well. Uh, you've seen a trend with Chris Mullins going back to St. John's, uh, Patrick Ewing yeah. going to Georgetown, like. I'm okay. I just don't like the way it went down. Varied,
3: varied levels of success. Yeah, I'm not, I, look.
2: I'll be rooting for him. Here's the deal.
3: I'm, I'm, uh, like what, what Penny needs to do to your point about, you know, coaching at different levels, like he has to surround himself with people who have experience coaching at that level. People who can help him with the, with the, with the recruiting, with the, with the, you know, compliance stuff, with all of the stuff that, that is unique. Um, to college basketball and, and people that he trusts because it can become a really cutthroat kind of stab you in the back business. I don't know what happened there between Tubby and Penny. The knock, you know, Tubby, you know, Tubby's a good coach. I like Tubby. Um, my, 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 um, no, <laughs> I, mean, my, I have a cousin that played for Tubby's son, Gigi, and it really stinks because I think they both got fired. This Gigi was at uh. the Lo- Loyola, Maryland. Um, and I think they, I think they both got fired this offseason and that stinks because Tubby is a good coach and I hate to see anybody kind of get undermined like that. But I, if I'm being honest, like I've watched FIU basketball the last couple of years and the state that they are in, in terms of a program, like as an alumni, as, as someone who has to answer to people about, yo, what's up with FIU? Like I'm singing the same thing Penny was like, listen, yeah. bro, we need to be better than this. Mm-hmm. That, that, like this is a reflection on me as well. And so I don't really hate Penny. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what he did to get Tubby fired, but I think it's going to be great for the program.
2: Cool. All right, next up.
3: Like it, like it, love it, hate
2: it. You like it, like it, yeah. or <laughs> love it, or hate it. Uh, Saquon Barkley had his pro day yesterday. Yeah. Typically, well, technically, it was Penn State's pro day. I'm sitting there watching the tube, and all I'm seeing is everybody can't wait to see him work out. You know what? He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. So reason, you were watching this for series. that reason, I hate it because right. this is this, hate it. every coach that's there. Now, he said there wasn't a running back coach from any team, so he didn't feel like he had to work out. He said he was prepared to work out when he woke up. Why didn't you work out? There are still coaches, there other coaches, there are still scouts, there are still general managers that are there to see you. Yes, Penn State will have some other guys there, but they are there to see you. Go out and showcase your skills. This is your last Why chance to make a statement. It. What
3: would he be able I to don't, do? Because
2: he said there weren't running back coaches.
3: What would he do there that would have changed anyone's opinion of of Saquon? Well, Martin? see,
2: the, I think it's, it's I think the only thing that he did. See, this is what bothers me. I think the thing that he did not working out is the worst thing because I don't think anybody's opinion would have changed. Everybody loved him. They were drooling right. about mm-hmm. his measurables at the combine. I think he just would have stamped it and said, you know what? Now people like me are yeah. going to say why didn't you do it like what's wrong where's the competitive desire like all those types of dumb things that actually gms and scouts do wonder about
3: none of those gms are going to care that he didn't work out
2: is it
1: an attitude thing
3: no you're telling me that if you had a, if you had saquon barkley penciled in as a top 4 pick which most people do in the nfl draft that him not working out at that damn pro day is going to cause <laughs> you that much reservation that you ain't taking him now stop
2: all right, maybe you're. No, right. I'm asking you. I'm <laughs> asking, no, no, no,
3: no. Seriously, I'm asking. I'm not. I'm not. I like, have
2: been all say. I've been team Saquon Barkley. But would it right? affect you?
3: I mean, in real talk, would it affect you that much? No. It probably wouldn't. It bothers, it bothers me like
2: from a competitive standpoint. I got you. Like I, got I, you. I would want to showcase your skills. Now, there's a lot like what if he pulls a hammy? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of risk there that's you, involved for him, too. He said, quote, I'm over the stage running in shorts and sweatshirts. That's cool and all. I'm not a combine guy. I want you to throw on the film, and I
3: want to show that I'm a football player.
2: I actually like that statement. Do, do
3: you think so that's – some I'm all in some, you're up, he's back. And, <laughs> and he had one of the best combines ever.
2: Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> right. I, that, I, I'm well aware of that. Do,
3: do you have to now have a, a sit-down? Like I mean, because before you draft him anyway, if you're one of these top – five picks like you're you're, you want to probably another meet with him you want to you know i don't know Will he come out how does football do that do football do do they do private workouts where you come to them like basketball does yeah yeah they'll set them up like
2: you know the the giants pick two they could say hey we're going to bring you to new york or they'll set up they'll go to penn state they would go wherever and do a private workout yeah so that's probably what he's thinking he's gonna have to do more of these for teams anyway all right next up
0: like it
4: love it hate it
2: seattle totems you ever heard of them? Uh, that's a potential team name for the NHL's possible expansion franchise. How do you feel about it? Ooh. The Totems as a name. I I'm mean, assuming this is Totem Poles, right?
3: The totem. I Does literally have us? no
2: clue. I tried <laughs> to research totem. it this morning. <laughs> couldn't find it. it has to be Totem Pole. Like That's the only way I've ever heard this. I like He's it. The
5: Washington State governor leaked this. He was talking about a potential rivalry with the Vancouver Canucks, and he said, I can't wait for Canucks Totems. Wow.
2: What? Interesting. um
5: I don't I hate it. The betting favorite I, was? I, I mean, doing,
1: like, how much name? do y'all really yeah. care? I hate, it. The name. I, hate it. I hate it. How much do you really care, Raja?
3: On a, on a scale of 1, one to 10, to... a solid 1.
0: Yeah, so you a
1: hate solid it? Solid one.
3: I,
2: apparently, no, it, it beat out the favorite of Emeralds.
3: Oh, even better.
2: That was the name they thought of. I'm a big Emeralds fan is of back. alliteration. Like I would go with the Seattle. Like I love the Seattle Super Sonic. Sonic. Like I like the Seattle. Seahawks. Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks is in <laughs> Star- Seattle. Starbucks. I like the. I like the alliteration.
1: I don't know. Totems is going to resonate. It, like, no, it doesn't sound good. It doesn't no. have like a zing effect. No, but like also, who cares? Because I probably won't be rooting for them. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but
3: Seattle, Seattle's a great sports town, though. So yes. for Seattle, yes. I no, love. No, They're it. nuts. Yeah, because they deserve a basketball they're be team.
2: Smoking back. stuff out of
0: the totems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what's happening with Hannah.
1: Ooh, here we go. All right, it was supposed to be Tua versus Hurts. Now it's just Tua Hurt. Alabama's still freshman quarterback, Tua tonga Ooh, nice I
2: did Nice job. Who
1: led the Crimson Tide to a national championship <laughs> and January, injured the thumb on his throwing hand during Bama's first spring practice on Tuesday. Nick Saban, not about to speculate.
2: Ah, uh, it's such a, not a big deal. Like, it's early in the practice. It's spring. So even if he was shut down the entire spring, I don't think it's a big deal at all. Uh, as a young player, probably could use the reps, but I don't know how how bad the injury is. I don't think it's going to be a big deal at all for Bama.
1: The Jaguars' offense set to look a lot different next season. Allen Robinson already out with a new squad. Now Jacksonville is saying goodbye to receiver Allen Hearns and longtime tight end Mercedes Lewis. The move creates more than $10 million in cap space. Seems like they could have done it a week earlier, though.
2: Yeah, well, all this was rumored that they were going to do this. It's just like, whoa, okay, then now it's made official. Uh, clearly, they need to spend some money at the skill position with our guy Alan Robinson no longer there as well. So we'll have to see what the Jags do next, and it should should
3: focus on the offensive side of the ball in the draft as
2: well. I feel
1: a little bad for Mercedes Lewis, though. I will say he's been there for yeah, so long, and he was a little blindsided.
0: Guy.
3: Yeah, what well, you had Mercedes Lewis. So they're missing two of their top receivers and their tight end now. Like is that like they feel Allen confident? Deedy Westbrook Allen and Hurd. Keenan Cole.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: they're gonna draft somebody. Like we're doing a draft needs thing for yeah. CBS
3: Sports HQ, and
2: I was like, that's got to be what they focus got on. Got it.
1: The XFL, the controversial football league in 2001 that lasted one season, is set to return in 2020, but it won't be the only new professional football league or even the first to begin play, was announced in a press conference that the Alliance of American Football will debut on February 9, 2019 on CBS. The plan, like the XFL, is to stock the league with players who won't make it onto NFL rosters.
2: Uh, this Thoughts. is, uh, I was like, why do we need another league? We've seen several leagues mm-hmm. fail. I think they're trying to beat the XFL to market, like clearly coming in a year earlier than the XFL to yeah. try to gain that. But, you know, good news? First inaugural game is going to be on CBS. They're going to air a lot of the games on CBS Sports. I think they need a broadcasting crew. Like what better way to do it than Canel and Bell showcased during the game? Like we would, that's what you need to do is you need to separate yourself from the NFL. Don't be stodgy and they're going to have some rule changes that are different, but we could have a blast doing the broadcast. I think it would be thoroughly entertaining. We would tell it like it is. Oh, like it is. Roger would be out there
1: like F that player. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really interested to see how this works out. It looks exciting. Uh, Kyrie Irving sat out his fourth straight game and he seeks a second opinion on his ailing left knee. Turns out the Celtics didn't need their, their superstar against the Thunder. Didn't seem that way with 16.8 seconds remaining and Boston trailing by five though. Ultimately, it was a Marcus Morris three that lifted the seas to a 100 to 99 victory.
3: That's a bad loss for Oklahoma City. Um, missing Kyrie and Jalen. It's such a bad loss. Like you if you're a team that's trying to do something in the playoffs Western Conference, you're you're out there fully you've got all your bullets in the gun. Like you got to be better than that. They look disinterested, uh, or uninterested or whatever for the first for the first couple quarters. But um as far as Kyrie goes, that's that's worrisome for me. Like, like it is. When you start talking about second opinions, um there's something there's something going on there. In my history with Kyrie and that knee, I was with that Cleveland team where you know, we played him. I went, I went with him and his dad down to see Dr. Andrews, um, in Florida on the plane. We came back. We sat him. And then we played him a few nights later in Golden State and he fractured his kneecap. So Ugh. like that, that second opinion stuff becomes scary. It, 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 it worries me.
1: In what once appeared to be a promising season, the Knicks already eliminated from playoff contention with star Kristaps Porzingis sidelined. Now it appears that Jeff Hornacek won't coach New York beyond this year. Two names that reportedly will come up as they search for a replacement, Mark Jackson and David Blatt.
3: Interesting. Interesting. Uh, both names are very interesting. Um, what I will say to the Knicks is they need to find themselves something and be consistent. They, they need some consistency there. They've got a lot of young players. Um, I think the Sixers did it the right way. Even though Brett Brown wasn't winning, they clearly had a plan in place, and they were going to let him ride through it, build a relationship with some of these young kids, get to a point where they were talented enough to start winning, um, and the culture would have already been established. Um, The Knicks are just the opposite of that right now. No real clear plan in terms of building a team and a whole lot of coaching and front office turnover that's not good for young players.
1: And more coaching news. Rumors also swirling regarding a potential head coach change in Milwaukee. Joe Prunty has been filling in for the fired Jason Kidd on an interim basis. But reports said the Bucs looking to make waves with the position, kind of like they did with Kidd. Names that have been mentioned, Jeff Van Gundy, Kevin McHale, Monty Williams, David Fisdale, and Rick Patino
3: Those are all really good names. Um, I like Coach Prunty, man. Joe Prunty is is, is a good coach. He was Raised in the pop school. Um, it's funny story is like when I signed my first contract, the San Antonio Spurs sent Joe Prunty down to my parents home in Miami Gardens and he was the one that brought the contract down. So I always have a soft spot ha, ha, like ha, in my heart cool. for Coach Prunty. Plus I think he's a really good coach, but, uh, the names, you know, Coach Fisdale, um, um, Stan Van Gundy, I mean, not Stan Van Gundy, but Jeff Van Gundy, like those are some really heavy hitting names. Monty's a very good coach. I don't, the Cal, what well, you say, Cal, you say Cal Perry? No,
2: no. Uh, Patino. Patino? Patino ain't coaching in college basketball. Yeah,
3: I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the Rick Patino one, but all the other ones, all the proven McHale, NBA head Williams, coaches. Fisdale, Kevin McHale. McHale. Yeah, yeah, like those are solid names.
2: Yep. No doubt. It'll be uh, interesting, uh, coaching moves made in the NBA this season. All right. Let's move on. We teased off the top of the show. Our biggest guest yet, Justice Winslow. All right. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Justice Winslow for the Miami Heat. Uh, he's had an incredible run early in his career, had an outstanding career at Duke, although short lived, but it was, uh, very fruitful with a national championship there uh how you doing man
4: I'm good i'm good how are you
2: fantastic now we we taped this show pretty early like is this you normally wake up this early or was this just for us
4: uh this is a, this is special this is just for you guys No, one I'm give me up this early so. <laughs> we appreciate that
1: justice how's your your face
4: um it's okay i mean i got a i got a pretty fat lip right now but uh hopefully it it can cool down before the game tonight
1: the the Kylie Jenner lip,
4: yeah, it's kind of <laughs> sad.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so how did it ha- how'd that happen?
4: Um, Will Barton was I was guarding Will Barton, and he was driving to the rim, and he kind of jerked his head back, and he uh, hit me in the mouth, and my tooth kind of got caught in my lip, and a couple of stitches later, and um. Yeah, me, I mean, Kylie
3: Jenner lip, so. <laughs> Kylie Jenner lip. So Will Barton, Will Barton strikes me as a dude, like, you're a defensive minded player, I was a defensive minded player. There were always guys that when you played them, you knew, like, you could get hit with an inadvertent elbow or forehead or something, cause they just had a real wild and ocky type of, like, game. Do you have guys like that you've already identified in your young career that when you play them, like, you know, you could get jacked up because of what they do?
4: Um, I mean, Draymond is kind of become that quote-unquote type of guy, he kind of has that um, that, you know, um with the kicking and stuff. But, uh, no, not really. I mean, what Barton, I used to work out with him during uh, Houston, so I knew him kind of well. So it's such that it, it had to be him that wanted to do it to me. But, um, no, I haven't really identified the I guess kind of Kelly you' is kind of wild. Um Muhammad is kind of wild. I mean, there's a lot of guys for sure. Um, but I just go out there and I just try to guard them diled what to try to think about getting getting jabbed or getting there.
2: so with March Madison full effect your squad's making yet another run how dialed in are you like are you paying attention and watching every game or is it just kind of casual like what's your fan interest in Duke as your alma mater
4: um I'm dialed in I mean i'm I'm pretty close with some of the guys just from going back and visiting and then um uh, when I was there some of the younger guys were in uh, really close with with racing so um, I'm pretty dialed into to Duke, but this has probably been um. I mean, I've been dialed into the tournament since you know middle school, just because it's always been a dream of mine. But this has probably been one of the, the best years I've had watching, and I think just because um I didn't tell the bracket, so I was just whatever, just watching for for the fun, not really rooting for any team. So um, I think that's kind of helped my my NCAA experience. But uh, it's tough being on the road, having my own games. Um, it's kind of tough trying to keep up and watch. But uh, my two Blue Devils are doing well. Uh, hopefully they can, they can make it to San Antonio. Uh, I'll try to make it down there um, and try to see them there. But, um, no, they're, they're having a great run. Um, hopefully it doesn't end soon. Hopefully they can get another banner up. Um, but I'm just happy for Grayson, um, you know, stepping up and taking that leadership role with the young team. Um, it's not easy, and especially the way his, his career has gone in the, the downs, I'm uh, just happy for him.
2: So what's the deal with Grayson Allen? Like, because he's obviously, I think he's one of the most loved, if you're a Duke fan, he's also one of the most hated players in college basketball because of some of the antics, the tripping, you know, getting upset on the bench. What's the real Grayson Allen? Like, what's his real story?
4: Um, probably the nicest. Uh, nicest I no, I mean, you walk around campus or you walk around Durham, He he's stopping to take. Pictures with with every person you know that asked you know going out of his way um, you know will give the shirt off his back to someone else um, but just super competitive at the same time and I think that's kind of where the the come in I mean I remember my freshman year um, not that Grayson and I didn't get along it's just that we weren't the best of friends and that was mostly my fault and we were roommates and I used to you know the the challenge him all the time and, and in practice and um i guess think you just have the chip on the show the an edge about him um uh, but that's something that you need especially kind of being you know the the white guy and, and playing basketball you need that that edge so i think he's just super competitive and um that's kind of where some of that comes from
3: so justice you you know it's interesting because you left after that first year and i've made the case um about grayson that i thought he should have probably left after that first year like What was your experience like coming into the league at such a young age, and what would be your recommendation for players like that, um, whether they should come out or whether they should stay, like a Trey Young or a Mo Bamba? Like from your experience and Grayson's, you've seen both sides of it. What would be what would be uh, your thoughts, and what would be your advice to them?
4: Um, I mean, my my thought is just everyone has their own path, everyone has, has their own race, and just you know, run your race, make your decisions, live with it. I think. For me and Grayson, um, two completely different players, two completely different people. And I think the thing for me is, you know, I, I had a, a pretty good freshman year, contributing, you know, positively, you know, to the team pretty much the whole year. Um, and for Grayson, that wasn't really the case. You know, he kind of came a lot of late. And, you know, for Grayson, his his dream has always been to be a, a four-year, you know, Duke, J.J. Reddick. You know, type of guy. That's that, that's what he's always wanted. He always wanted to be, you know, lead a team. You know, stay all four years. And so that was his dream. That was his path. And so my thing I say to people is, is, just run your race and make your own decisions. Don't let it be influenced by, you know, other people or outsiders. And then you know, live with your decisions. Be confident in the decision that you make. So um that's pretty much you know where I stand on the whole you know decision to come out.
1: So, Jess, you said that you've always been like dialed in to the to March Madness and to a bracket. So, I had our producer here do some investigative reporting and he found some old tweets mm-hmm. of yours
0: <laughs> that
1: I have to read out loud because they're so funny. So, uh, it in, what?
0: Just read, them, just read them. All right. <laughs> so, he
1: knows where so it's going. back in 2011, which I'm just going to like, you know, edit that out and make this relevant. I was
4: probably, I was probably a freshman in high school looking thing. All
1: right. You said, Typical Big East battle, I just hope the orange comes out with a W, let's go Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one, you said, this is also 2011, you said, everybody turn to True TV to see my Syracuse orange put in work. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs>
1: so, um, I'm Wait, proud of that.
4: Was this, was this 2011?
1: Yeah, yeah, and you said hashtag orange, hashtag Sweet 16. So was that your squad growing up?
4: No, nah, I think the thing with Syracuse, I always liked Syracuse growing up. And they're one of the few teams that, that never recruited me. And so, um, I, don't really, I don't really like them anymore. <laughs> but, um, that makes sense. Um, but I, I mean, I think, um, I don't know what it was. It might have been Carmelo, you know, that run they had. Um, Johnny Flynn, I uh, used to be in Houston working out as well. So, um I don't know. You live, you learn, you grow up, you get wise, and you become a Duke fan. So,
2: <laughs> Damn, fine. Uh, so we talked about at the top of the uh, bringing you on here that you guys did win a championship when you beat Wisconsin in that game. But there was a controversy at the end of that when there was a replay review, when there was a ball that went out of bounds, and it kind of looked like you touched it. Was it. Did you touch it last, or was it Wisconsin?
4: No, I didn't touch the ball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sticking to it, I like it. I like that. Yo, all right. So look. I never,
4: I never touched it. The the spin on the ball never changed. I mean, any <laughs> physics guy would know that. Any Jewish educated person would know that. So uh, take it to the
3: grave, baby. That's what I. Hey, don't change the story now. Um, yeah. hey, look. Let me ask you about like your first couple years in the league because. Uh, you know, you played well, you've had some success, but you've also had some injuries um that have kind of, you know, set you back in terms of, of probably personal goals on the court. So talk to us about like navigating through your first couple years in the NBA and then having to deal with an injury that cost you like 64 games and and how that took a toll on you mentally and 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 what you did to uh to come back uh and and come back stronger than you were before.
4: Yeah, I mean, um on my rookie was great. I mean, I came into a team that was a uh a playoff team, an older team. And so, um, you know, I wasn't the typical lottery pick rookie that was going to a team where I could just, you know, get up shots and just, you know, develop, develop in that way. So for me, it was kind of just, you know, getting where I fit in. And for me, my rookie, it was, you know, a lot of energy plays and things like that. So, um, you know, playing alongside D-Wade, Chris Bosh, Luol Deng, um, just just a handful of, you know, accomplished veterans. Um, It was a lot of fun and, you know, a lot of the workload and the stress, you know, wasn't on my shoulders and then, you know, all those guys leave my second year
3: those first couple years in the nba can certainly you know they could be a roller coaster at times and i always found like when i played that i I would have a a vet or an assistant coach or maybe even my head coach there was somebody there that that i really trusted and i could lean on um for advice and a little bit of mentorship do you do you have a guy like that with the heat was it somebody on that first team and they're not there anymore do you have a guy now um that's your guy that you look to for advice and a little bit of uh guidance
4: Yeah, I mean, I think um, you're not on the team now that that I played with would probably be, you know, guys like Chris Bosh and um, Josh McRoberts. But um, on the team now, I'd probably have to say um, James Johnson. You know, he's had a roller coaster of a career, and you know, took him to to age 30 to to finally you know get a get a um, a good contract, as as he would say. So, um, talking to guys like him, um, you know, in the locker room has definitely helped. You know, I sit next to him in the locker room, my lockers are right next to each other. So just him constantly being in my ear, you know, telling me that, you know, coming in late, you know, coming in early, um, all those things will eventually pay off, you know, kind of help me get through, you know, the the ups and the downs of of the season so far.
2: All right, let's have some fun. We're going to do our superlatives. We do it with every guest. All right, the Vice Unis, are you in or out on the Vice Unis?
4: I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stay in. <laughs> oh, it sounds <laughs> so, like a hesitation. <laughs> Just for the marketing department doesn't Navy. <laughs>
1: um, alright, who, who's the, okay, sorry, I can't talk. Which player on the Heat is most likely to have an Instagram account for their dogs?
4: For their dog? Yeah. Probably me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now there, wait, can we, we can break news on you? You actually do have an Instagram account of your dog?
4: Yeah, I do.
1: (laughs) Wait, what's it called?
4: I think it's called Winslow Bullies. And my mom got two Bouvier dogs, so I think it's Winslow Bullies and (laughs) (laughs) boobies You gotta look it up. All right. Um what would be the
3: talent show act that you would be most likely to perform?
4: Talent show act? I think I would do I would do a poem i think i think i would do kind of like a spoken word kind of interactive poem.
2: you also showcase your dance moves though right like and you do a charity event so what's the event that you actually do the talent show
4: um i do uh i do a talent show for kids in miami Uh, we call it the dream showcase and basically just you know kind of younger kids come in and show off their talents so we got kids dancing playing instruments we got um well this year we had a a kid that he drew some things and he came up on stage and he displayed them and he talked about them. Um, so that was different. That was cool. Um, we had some great poems. Uh, we pretty much had you know everything you can think of as far as a talent show. Um, I didn't get on stage this past year, but the first year I got on stage and I I did a poem. So um, I gotta I gotta get back out there. I think I'm gonna do every odd year and then sit out the even years.
1: So. You gotta change it up. Not a poem yeah. again. You gotta, you gotta do like a maybe like a song you could sing. You know. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no songs.
1: No. All right. Who's the most talented person to perform at the AAA in the next ten days? Is it D Wade, LeBron, or Demi Lovato?
4: I'm gonna go with Demi Lovato.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what day is
2: that? What day? March 30th. Are you gonna go? Concert. March 30th.
0: Is that a Tuesday?
4: Is that a Sunday?
1: Wait, we're looking at the schedule. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be a
2: Friday, maybe, right?
4: Um... Yeah, I don't think we're in town. <laughs> All right,
2: it's a Friday. It's a Friday. All right, so your birthday is coming up in five days. You're going to be 22. Uh, the night after you play the the LeBron and the Cavs. So, what is a player in the NBA who plays in Miami? What does he do for his birthday? Jesus.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um. Well, I think I've had my fair share. Miami nightlife, so a guy like me, um, the day after a game, the day before a game, on my birthday, I might go to Top Golf, I might do that, you know, um, or I might just go have a nice dinner with my brothers. I don't, I don't need the big birthday. I did the big birthday last year, Um but I can, I can distance myself from, from Miami Beach for another, you know, Two months, six weeks, you know, whenever the playoffs are over. So, um, yeah, I'm going to just chill out, maybe hang out with my dogs, post on the Instagram. There you go, bro. Um, you
1: Jess, go. I think we need to make a bet for Syracuse Duke, by the way. And I've been thinking of a good one. And I think that if Syracuse wins, you have to wear a Syracuse hat in like a post game interview. And Duke, yeah,
4: and if Duke wins, you definitely can wear a grayson Graceland jersey <laughs> on oh, it. Yes, yeah,
1: I would do it, on. but I don't. I mean, I don't have one. You no, have we'll one? Get, we'll get one. <laughs> we'll get one. That's his best oh, friend.
4: Yeah, I, I, can I can get, get it. Get you want? Yeah.
1: Um, All right, bet. All right. It's on. Are you Are you good with the bet? You got to wear Syracuse. Yeah,
4: hat. I'm, I'm verbally shaking on it.
1: All right. All right. It's Purple a done shake.
2: deal. And then once Duke beats Syracuse and they play Florida State in the Final Four, we'll do a similar bet. Just watch out for the Noles, baby. The Noles are coming in hot. Confident. All right. Hey, Justice, man, we really appreciate you waking up early. Best of luck the rest of the season, and good luck to your Duke Blue Devils in the tournament. Uh Thanks, man. We appreciate it.
4: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you.
2: All right, a lot of fun with Justice Wins, though. We hit on that Syracuse-Duke matchup on Friday, but let's talk a little Sweet 16. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about these. Some people are upset that you don't have the big brand names uh, in the tournament facing each other, like loyal versus Nevada. Like, it's not exactly going to light up the charts as just the casual basketball fans, but I actually like it. Like, I think Sister Jean has taken the world by storm. Yes, yeah. I don't Jean. mind watching a couple, like, no-name teams go at it to see if they no, can extend good. their Cinderella run. I'm excited for it.
3: Yeah, it should be good. This is going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting game because like I think my eyes tell me Loyola has been the better team in the tournament. Um, Nevada, like just the odds of, of having to come back that many times and win. I don't, I don't think you, you keep figuring out ways to win. Um, so Loyola to me seems like the team that would win, but sometimes like teams like Loyola and even Nevada, uh, can find that extra gear to play with when they're playing a big name type of team. Mm -hmm. And then you see them when they play someone that's, that's in their like quote unquote class, you know, like another mid major, they don't find the same level of sharpness and, and intensity and attention to detail, um, so they might not look as good as they look against a Miami or, or somebody like that. So this will be an interesting one. But if I, if I were betting and I'm not, I would say Loyola wins the game.
2: I got to corrupt you and get you to open up an account because it does make watching games so much more interesting. I think there's a team that's being overlooked and I think it's Texas A&M. They look like they got some studs. I don't even, cause I don't watch a ton of regular season college basketball. But when I watch them against North Carolina in a game, which they dominate and end up winning by 20 against a pretty good North Carolina team, I saw some dudes, like some guys that just looked athletic. They looked long and they were filling it up. Like I think this is a team and I was looking it up. If you're going to take a flyer, like, and we're looking for some really good odds, I would take Texas A&M and I'm trying to find them because they weren't even on Debo's list. Uh, 25 to one. That's actually not that great. You can get better odds with Loyola at 65
3: to one or Syracuse. Hannah could make some money. Do you, are you with me
2: though at Texas A&M?
3: I haven't seen them play that much, but, but. I saw him earlier in the season and they do have a lot of guys uh, that looked the part and they could play. I sat, I sat on an airplane a year and a half ago with DJ Hoag's dad. And I didn't know who the kid was. He was a freshman. It might've been two years ago at the time. And he told me about his son and, and and what they were doing at Texas A&M, and he said you should watch out for him in a couple of years. He said it to me on a plane coming back from Albany in the Bahamas, playing in the in the World Hero Challenge. And so, like I watch them like just kind of a little bit because I'm always like, oh, I know his dad. I met his dad, and I want to see what the kid's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I I like them. They've got kids that look the part, um, and it's always good to be kind of the under. You know the the underdog, the team yeah. that's kind of flying under the radar without all the hype.
2: Speaking of a team where we've been kind of flying under the radar, and it shouldn't be any surprise. It's Kentucky. Like they're right back in there, and they're, they're all of a sudden Coach Cal. For all the stuff he was talking about, oh, the committee wants to screw us. Now that road to the Final Four looks totally different with mm-hmm. the upset you saw in that bracket. I, I still like had
1: my bracket in front of me.
2: I, think, I still think uh, I think Cal has something where he this team could be in the Final Four. It wouldn't surprise me at all.
3: It's always when you have that many freshmen that are that talented, and that and then they're all pro. Pearl- i mean it's a wild card you can get in the tournament and those kids you know they're not really freshmen anymore i always like by the time you're you know three quarters of the way through your freshman season as a player you're you're, you're not freshman anymore you've seen and done enough at the college level to where you're not going to have the same hang-ups that freshmen had at the beginning of the season they're always a wild card and now in a wide open and a wide open side of the tournament i mean they could really really make some noise i still don't think though if push comes to shove and they see a team like Villanova Who's been there, done that, seasoned, won championships? I think they get beat, but for anyone else out there, Duke and and I mean, you you name Michigan State if they were still in it, but like teams like that that just don't have the pedigree, but have similar like um, young pros on the team, they can beat any of them why on any you, given night.
2: Why didn't you mention Florida State? It's a juggernaut <laughs> they're going to run into because that's who they're <laughs> going to face. They play Gonzaga. I'm kind of hurt because it's the late game. Like nobody's going to see the tips at ten. Right. I'll be dialed into it. Uh, but Florida State versus Gonzaga. It's another matchup that I don't think is sexy, like for just people to, that are casual basketball fans. I'm obviously on board. I'm a little bit I'm worried sorry, Gonzaga board. was playing for the title last year. Like they've got experience in this situation. Mark Few is an outstanding coach, but why not us? That's been Florida State's, like they were saying that after the game. Why not us?
1: You're going to be so dead when we come in on oh. Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're already
2: delaying the, the tip off to our podcast on Friday so I could get a little bit of extra sleep on Friday. But, uh, it should be fun to watch. Friday's matchups, we'll, uh, we'll preview those and we'll react to Florida State's win on our Friday oh, no, show. Don't jinx
1: it. no. no you gotta Jake. go in with
2: confidence. You gotta go in with confidence. Uh, Clemson, Kansas, West Virginia and Villanova, Syracuse versus Duke. We'll get to that. We have to have some bets with Justice Winslow. Uh, and Texas Tech versus Purdue. All right. Let's get to some topics. Ah,
3: there it
0: is.
2: Yeah. Devo
1: has that thing on. At least think, just like spare us. Ready We to go. have a couple hours.
2: That's the best song in college <laughs> sports. All
5: right. Topics. What do you got? Danny, you're going to be gambling on Florida State? Uh, yeah, the bet's already in. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Plus five and a half. Let's talk a little
5: gambling in the octagon. So odds for a potential and keyword potential Mayweather McGregor MMA fight are now officially out at Westgate and they are Mayweather plus 650. To bet on McGregor would be minus 1000. The fight needs to happen by September 1st, 2019. The limits right now are $2,000. But Danny, what number would it take for you to bet on Mayweather, where you feel like you're getting some actual value for him in the octagon,
2: nothing. Right? He would get smoked in the octagon. Like he's I, he's always he's a defensive boxer. He's a guy that runs around. You can't chase him down. I would love to see it happen because I'd love to see McGregor actually get his hands on him. And it's I thought the boxing match was closer than a lot of people thought, especially early. Stop. But I don't think this one would be close at all. Stop.
3: Stop.
1: Am I the what? only one who's... Are you giving uninducent? him a chance? Are
2: you giving no, him a no, chance? No, he's going to get his
3: completely whooped. But and I don't think it happened. The box Yeah, yes. it's not going to happen. It's but not going to happen. The boxing match was not close, though. Was,
2: you don't think no. so? No, it wasn't. Oh, I you're agree. crazy. Dude, Early on? I like totally boy, But no, no, no. Let me Floyd put this in, Mayweather, in like Floyd Mayweather
3: carried a fight yeah. to you sell a fight. dude.
5: Bro, look. Roger, I got you on this one. Thank you, Hannah. Please. Please.
2: I think McGregor's a Did fighter. you have money on that one?
5: No, I did not. I was going to say, people were a little scared, I think, if they had Mayweather through three rounds, but they did Yes, know.
2: thank you. See, yeah. that's a closer fight than uh, people he, thought. He
5: carried
3: the fight. Like, that <laughs> dude was out there throwing, like, uh, what do you call those? Like, he was throwing, like, back <laughs> fist
5: at him. Like, come on, man. He
1: does that all the time. Exactly.
5: All right, those two threw a lot of shade at each other leading up to that fight. Blake Griffin throwing some shade at his former team. So in a recent article, Blake Griffin obviously now in Detroit, he said, coming here to Detroit made me realize what a real franchise looks like. What does that say about L.A.?
2: <laughs> says Blake's bitter about getting traded. Yeah, I, yeah.
5: Like, I think it's a bad look for Blake. Does and it he say anything right. about Doc, about the front office, about the ownership? Um,
3: I think that you've heard rumblings from multiple sources now about doc and kind of what goes on there in the front office and and i look i i I don't know because i'm not there but i think sometimes when you get multiple sources coming out and speaking to to maybe a little dysfunction i think you have to you have to at least listen to it um my guy trent redding is there in the front office now so i know he was raised um, with David Griffin, and, and and he does it the right way. So I think there's a little bit of salt there, but I think guys probably had a little resentment from the way Doc and, and Austin and that father-son relationship, maybe the deal that was handed out. I, I That's just me speculating, though. I, I don't know for
5: a fact. Um, another L.A. trade guy that went from the Lakers now on the Cavaliers, Jordan Clarkson, commented on the Road Trippin' podcast. And normally I pose a question to you guys. I just want you to react to this <laughs> comment. I'm going to take you all a little left on this. Y'all know how we got dogs and stuff, right? So I think it was bigger people in the world before us, and, like, the dinosaurs was they pets.
0: Jesus <laughs>
5: Christ, uh, sir.
1: Uh, what the? I think dudes I are just say saying anything. stuff
2: now that are crazy just to try to get traction. Like this is No, like,
1: that's such a weird thing they want to get traction for. What kind of traction do you want? It's dinosaur
5: uh, traction?
2: Any traction, anything, anything to get stuff. talked were, about.
1: I know. I had to read it twice because I was like, what? what is so
0: this they thing? were talking about.
2: Like, it's one thing the Flat Earthers, because they got a ton of thinks, pub, and every time you say that, everybody's talking about it. But this, like, the Flat Earthers was a wide-held belief to a thousand
3: So years there ago. were giants on the planet. Uh, well, the Let thing. me get this straight. You just yeah. totally there made that out. There were giants on the planet. Right. And of all the skeletal remains that we found in fossils of dinosaurs, right. no one's ever unearthed a giant skeleton. <laughs> I don't like, think we No even... one's ever unearthed the bones of of Good point.
2: a giant. Yeah. Good point. I don't think we need to go scientific, scientific either. Right?
1: Sounds like we have to like get, like him yeah. we gotta get him on the podcast. Jesus. We got to get him on the podcast. Clarkson's
5: saying some wild things on the road trip and podcast. I want some some podcast beef here. So Joey Fatone says In Sync would beat Backstreet Boys in a basketball game. True. I want us to challenge You know, they're challenging another boy band that they were rivals with. I want us to challenge another podcast to a basketball game. Carlos
3: Boozer and Nate Robinson. Hold that.
2: Yeah. What's up? (laughs) No, we don't want no parts of that. that.
3: Real talk. We don't want no parts. (laughs) Because you have to guard. Like, who would. I'd guard C. Boozer. You have to guard Nate. Nate's. I watch Nate's videos working out. Like, he's still in great shape. We don't want no parts of that. We need to pick another pod.
0: Nate's
2: dunking over
3: Danny. Yeah.
2: You know what I say to Joey Fatone?
1: Boy, bye, bye, bye. Oh my <laughs> God! You can't keep that
0: up. Oh my <laughs> God! Do him a favor and cut that. That wasn't even on rhythm. Joy <laughs> uh, <laughs> <you gotta throw laughs> yeah. Fatone.
1: First. No, Joy Fatone is arguably like the. The fat the one? second favorite to <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Not
2: even the second. He's yes. like, he's way down. No, no, a, no. He's a down
1: name, the list. Name one so, more.
2: Who is it? Who's name in Lance
1: Bass. Okay, no. <laughs> I know he's got way more prominence. We were
5: going to do who this as insane? a topic the other day. Justin Timberlake, a video was released of Tim? him shooting at the Grizzlies. He's got a wet jumper. Hold <laughs> the phone. Stop it. Hold the phone. Who is an
1: Justin Timberlake, JC, what's his last name? Chavez. Lance Bass. Chris, who nobody knew his last name. He had like white and black dreads. And then Joy Faton. Yeah,
2: but you got All Nick right, Carter, I don't, who's I'll, pretty tall, and, who, and Backstreet Boys no, no, is Nick Carter, A J. No, they it got A J. Like, they got Howie D. I mean, the defense is dude, in his last name. Growing
1: you up, it was really like it was right like now. Bloods like, guys, and Crips. Really, like I couldn't like In Sync and Backstreet Boys. I could only like you had to pick one of them. Yeah, like, they that's were at how the was same time up.
3: where you know, they NSYNC were they were rival boy bands musically.
1: No, Instinct was better. All like I'm telling you, it, they're it was, all a bunch of. Tools. They like quirky, yeah,
5: and the funky bunch. They're all a You're, bunch like, of. Tools. Your rookie year, were you yeah. playing Instinct <laughs> in the locker <laughs> I room, room. with a pre-game yeah, warm-up? Yeah, yeah. That was banned. Oh
1: man, I can't believe you just, <laughs> Boy, you just did that. You why do you know out? that?
3: Why do you know, why do you know any of that? I have
5: Wikipedia up,
1: alright? He has girls. He can't even say he has daughters Wait, because just Sony years. <laughs> bye, bye, bye
0: bye. Dear girl, <laughs> so, with it's 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 it. in-
5: so settle the debate. <laughs> in sync or Backstreet Boys? Settle the debate. says was <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Insane, hands down. Settle this debate. Tennis balls, are they green or yellow?
1: Yellow. It's
2: Yellow. Yellow. not even close. Okay. What's going
5: on right yeah. now.
2: Well, that's a stupid debate.
5: and oh, wait, I Fetter's feel like they're greens.
0: S- no, they they're not be. Green,
5: contradictory. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yellow. All right. And damn. head off. We'll end <laughs> on a little puck chat. So Ryan D'Amato So made they didn't his... find any bones of, 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 of giants? Like, that's what you're telling me?
0: <laughs> you are Jordan. correct. Jordan, <laughs> what's up? Yeah.
5: Uh, Ryan D'Amato made his NHL debut on Monday, scored a goal and two assists. Thoughts? Sweet.
2: So what makes this
5: this story is that the next day he skipped practice, not because he was celebrating his first game and the success he had in that, but because he had to attend class at Harvard. Would you go to class if you just debuted in the NHL?
2: Guys will do anything to get out of practice. (laughs)
1: That's what I'll say. No, a good Class is easy, right? You just sit there. Yeah. No, I would. would
3: We need some background on this. Does he have a wifey? No, like, he's is he's young, right? He's a baby. Yeah, he's like twenty-one. He was but does he have, playing, not a wifey. Like, is he married? No. But does he have a wife? Because now, if I score two goals and I'm not attached, and I it score for a good night, I'm probably going to class the next day to sit there and soak up like yeah. whatever whatever's around. Harvard's you know what I mean? Statement. Like, I'm gonna oh go out there God, and see that's what's such a good point. Right? Yeah, but not at Harvard. Harvard what, are the, what are you talking I about, like, Harvard?
0: I don't not know. Not in class.
2: Maybe in Boston But in general, if I'm in
3: class, then i got <laughs> to be out like in the quad area. No, no, no. Like one, one
1: of the best-looking no guys from Stop. Jupiter. I
2: went to school in Boston. Like, yeah, Harvard's you went got to school in Boston. Harvard? Harvard? Yes, bro. Stop. Oh, no way.
1: Yeah. No, what do you mean no way? I will say, one of the best-looking guys from Jupiter went to Harvard. <laughs> okay. We dated for like a week in sixth grade, so technically my ex-boyfriend went to <laughs> what, Harvard. Your ex-boyfriend went yeah. to Good for you. <laughs> I know. So I can vouch for the guys, but I don't know about the girl. All
2: right. Good stuff. A little bit off the rails late in the podcast, but I kind of like that and never get <laughs> the NSYNC love that I share. Where are those bones
5: at? That's right. bones, bro. <laughs> All
2: right. Bone. Make sure you download and subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts. Check out the iTunes page. Leave us that five-star review. Ask us a question there. We have to answer them on our five-star Q&A on Friday. And as always, follow us on Twitter, at Cannell and Bell, and Instagram, same handle. Enjoy your day.